Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of The Background Scoop. I'm your host, DJ Stavropoulos, part-time actor here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks so much for tuning in. In this episode, since I've been doing nothing but The Resident for two months now, starting in mid-July, all I talk about is this Fox TV show. But I do cover some new learnings, including multiple start marks, auditioning for a sleeping role, set graffiti, misinterpreting marks as a stand-in, having a famous actor speak to me, and celebrating the show's 100th episode. Special call out to Stella for asking to listen to this podcast and then doing so right in front of me. I'll get started after the break. Today is Sunday, August 21st, 2022. I just finished week five as core background on The Resident. Not much new to report there. It was exhausting because I had an unlikely mix of early call times and late evenings with no days off this week. I was exhausted. Plus, I had to finish an audition tape Tuesday evening that was due Wednesday. It's for a commercial for the company store. They make fluffy bedding. I had to record myself sleeping turning over, checking my alarm clock, and then putting my slippers on and heading to the kitchen. I did a version Monday night and showed it to friends at the resident on Tuesday and got some good feedback, which I incorporated into the final version. It's a hoot to watch. I spliced two videos together so you see me leaving the bedroom and then I magically appear in my kitchen. The reality is that I actually was walking into the bathroom from the bedroom, but no one who doesn't know the layout of my house will know that. It's movie magic! I noticed on The Resident this week that Leela, whose real name is Anusha, did some type of blessing with the camera one day. She walked up to it in the morning and then touched her right middle finger to it and then to her forehead, her chest, her right shoulder, and her left shoulder. Making the sign of the cross didn't make any sense to me since I assume she isn't Christian, but that's exactly what it looked like. I googled some stuff on this to figure it out, but found nothing. If anyone knows what exactly it is she did, please reach out and explain this to me. I assume her religion is Hindu. That same day I was stuck on the stairs next to the fake coffee shop for hours. That is exhausting. And then I volunteered to do it again a few days later. My porn here is my real coffee was sitting and holding getting cold. My start point was at the top of the stairs just outside the coffee shop. And the props guy took my folder away and gave me a fake cup of coffee partially filled with water to weigh it down. At one point I thought to myself, I should sneak off into holding and put my real coffee into this cup so I can drink it while on set while we're filming. Then I won't end up with cold coffee waiting for me. I didn't do it. There are some strange names of devices I see on set. One is called Super Peewee 3 Plus. That's three in Roman numerals. It's this camera holder thing on wheels with a big black velvet seat that someone puts their ass on. I guess that would be the camera person. Anyway, they built what essentially looks like railroad tracks anywhere they want to using a lot of shims and a level to make sure it's perfect. And then they roll the Super PV3 Plus onto it and it moves like a choo-choo train as they are filming. Somebody pushes it. When they're done, they roll it off and take apart the railroad tracks very quickly so they can rebuild it somewhere else later on. I cannot remember if I mentioned the elevator scene I was in last week, but I did this again this week, only this time the doors actually opened. Last week I was stuck inside because the person who was supposed to open the doors kept not opening them. 
I thought it was being cued by a line in the script or timing or something, but then found out that it was the PA who was cueing him. And because the PA was too busy cueing other people, my cue got lost in the shuffle. It happened three times. And I was like, Hurley, the doors are not opening. He apologized, but the problem continued. This week, they opened perfectly, except that Katie and Jordan were waiting outside to get on. So I kind of had to walk around them so I could go talk to Will at the desk. It happened this week. I forgot my license with wardrobe on Monday night. Ironically, I had just watched them find Susan's license on the floor and try to chase her down. And then five minutes later, I left without getting mine. Some new woman named Bailey, I think, handed it to me the next day. But then our new PA, Anthony, saw me and said, I think I have your license. And I said, no, you do not have my license and walked away. Just kidding. I explained to him that I already had it. I am on call tomorrow, Monday, but here's the issue. It's the day we PCR test on set. Do they really think I'm going to make a 45 mile round trip to Conyers to get tested? I emailed Marissa on Friday and she finally got back to me today to confirm I can just drive six miles to flow in Midtown tomorrow anytime before 9 p.m. So that is how that works. We had some true extras on set this week with fake bellies to make them look pregnant. I was talking to this one woman all day long and finally she heard me talking about real estate and said that she was an agent too. She did not remember that we had had this exact same conversation last spring on the set of Monarch. I remembered her, but she thought I was a complete stranger. There was also another woman who works in an Amazon warehouse. She reminded me of that crazy woman on the HBO show, The White Lotus, the one who's a mess and is trying to spread her mom's ashes at sea. Here's something valuable. Usually you have a start mark and a cue. Shut up, washing machine. Sorry about that. My laundry's done. Okay, enough. It's done. Usually you have a start, and there is my phone. I can't win here. Here I go again. Usually you have a start mark and a cue to move in your scene. The cue can be a line in the script or a PA pointing at you to go, or you're cued based on someone else moving. Anyway, for the first time this week, I experienced a double set of start marks and cues in the same scene. Because the camera was moving in the scene, we could not stand at our true start marks and then move on whatever our cue was because the camera would see us standing there. Instead, we had to hide in the fake break room, which acted as our first start mark. Then we had a cue to move to our real start mark, which was essentially our second start mark. Then we had the second cue to move from that start mark. So Sean and I basically hid in the break room until so-and-so closed the door across the hall. Then we walked to the spot just outside that door. Then when that door opened, we began to move and walk down the hall. It was so complicated when Hurley first spit it out because he said something like, it's not your real start mark, but you need to wait here until this happens and then you go there. It all made sense once we practiced. I wonder if it's possible to have three of these in the same scene. Probably. After you move from your second start mark, you stop somewhere else, which is your third mark, and then have another cue to trigger you to move from there. While in the break room, I noticed an ad for yoga taught by Padma, the character in the show. This is Anusha's sister, Anisha. There was an email address. I emailed them. It didn't bounce back, so I know it's real, but they haven't responded. I would really like to take yoga classes with her. The extent to which they make these sets look real is fascinating. She-Hulk just premiered on Disney, and the first episode had me rolling on the floor, but only when... 
Titania walked into the courtroom and caused mayhem. That actress was a hoot to work with. Her name is Jamila Jamil, and she has a podcast, but I don't listen to it. Don't tell her I said that. I was asked to be on the show several times, but declined until I finally made it into the season finale. I can't wait to see how this all pans out. It's really surprising sometimes when you see the finished product and think to yourself, wow, this is actually very good and interesting, and I wish I had known that at the time because I would have signed up for it. But of course, no one tells you that up front because no one really knows how it will turn out. And they're not going to say to you, hey, this will probably be crap, but you should work on it anyway. Finally, I volunteered this weekend for the Greenlight Acting Studios production of August Osage County at a theater in Dunwoody. I haven't been to a play in a long time. I was an usher. Ironically, I showed my current client a townhouse right across the street from there a few weeks ago. It was general seating, so a very low-stress job just telling people they could sit anywhere, almost, just not where the blue tape was. I met some very nice people, Jonathan, Beth, and Jackie. The play was very, very good, but I learned one thing. I could never memorize that many lines and recite them while acting for three hours over and over and over again. TV and film are not like that. You do it in bits and pieces. Prior to this, I'd been thinking about doing a play somewhere, but now I'm not so sure. Maybe a mini play where the scenes are only five minutes long with 90 second intermissions between each one. Call them micro plays, kind of like TikTok videos, but in a theater. Now there's an idea. You heard it first here. Today is Saturday, August 27th, 2022. I have finished week six as core background on The Resident. Niku versus Miku versus Siku versus Iku. There are four of these types of care units in a hospital. What are they and what is the difference? Beats me. Everyone knows what an ICU is, an intensive care unit. And a NICU is a neonatal intensive care unit where they take care of premature babies. But I had never heard of a medical intensive care unit or a surgical intensive care unit. Are these real terms or just made up for the show? I would guess real. No one else had explained what they are, and I guess I don't need to know. Tuesday, I was a doctor again, only this time looking at plastic dolls posing as babies in the NICU. But I was facing the wall looking at two giant monitors, each with 15 sets of names and heartbeats pulsing away with beautiful graphics. Both had 15 patients. It took a few minutes to reconcile them in both directions to determine if they were identical. The right one had 15 unique names. All of its names were on the left one. But the left one also had two names not on the right one. At first I thought, how could the right one have all the names on the left one plus two more? That would be 17 names. It turns out it's because the left one had only 13 unique names and two duplicates, totaling 15. So all 13 of its names did appear on the right monitor, plus two more that were not on the left monitor. And then I noticed a third monitor on the other side of the room, but we finished the scene, so I never got to add it to my analysis. Wednesday, I was standing among the green masks and got the two-minute warning without realizing it was not intended for me. I missed the morning speech about the day. Everyone said that we were being split on Thursday with half of us going on location, which never happens. And it didn't. Except one friend who heard the opposite. I asked Tomas directly, and she was right. 
I find it amazing that in an attempt to communicate something very simple, half of the people walked away with a message that was the complete opposite of what was intended. Matt Zucre walked through holding in a motorcycle jacket and said hello to a background nurse and something about scene 11. And we were like, how do you know him? And she brushed it off by saying they had worked together somewhere before, but I don't believe he knew her name. Let me just say that sack graffiti is fascinating. It's like bathroom stall graffiti, but less raunchy. It's written in black marker on the exterior plywood walls of the set. I never see anyone writing on the walls, so assume people just sneak it in here and there when no one is around. In fact, Balui, one of the PAs, loaned me a Sharpie last week and insisted that I quickly add something to the wall art nearby. I had a horrific 15-hour day on Wednesday this week. In a nutshell, I got dehydrated, developed a horrible headache by the time we were done, and hit traffic on the way home due to an accident one mile from my exit off the highway. It was the first time in the trauma center with a yellow smock on and rubber gloves pretending to treat a patient. Hadassah, the day player background woman we were treating, had a huge crush on Justin, the props guy, who looks like Bradley Cooper. I had every intention of corralling him into the room and introducing them, but he disappeared. And then Thursday morning, there was another accident, which made me 15 minutes late. So Anthony was frantically trying to find me as he wanted me there for the marketing rehearsal of the first scene, which turned out to be my only scene for the day. I stood in for Tasso Feldman, who plays Irving Feldman on the show. Don't ask me why both the actor and his character have the same last name. Thursday was very easy, the kind of day we all want once in a while. In at 7.48, oh, by 10 a.m. I did get to speak to Tasso to tell him that the props guy, Joe, had left him a fake phone for the scene. He thanked me. Once again, it is so odd being three feet away from Andrew McCarthy and feeling as if he's avoiding eye contact with every background actor on the set. Then another stand-in had not yet arrived and we were ahead of schedule, so I had to stand in for a patient. I was actually lying in a bed, so maybe lion is a more appropriate term. Andrew McCarthy questioned the lack of urine in the clear plastic jug and insisted it be full of piss. Well, he didn't use those words. And then the pee joke started. When you finish unexpectedly early, your brain gets out of whack and doesn't know how to execute your normal leaving routine. This is the second time it, this happened. In the process, I can't find things because they are not where they are supposed to be. Last week, I lost my clothes bag because we never had lunch. And at lunchtime, I move it from the trailer to our holding spot in the building. Today, I was in such a rush to leave that I was halfway up the door before I realized I had left my knapsack at stage three where we were filming the second scene. I had to wait until they yelled cut to get it. And then I realized I had lost my camping chair and had to go all the way back to stage one where we filmed the first scene because I had left it in the Niku. I follow the same exact routine every day so I don't have to think about anything. So when my day isn't normal, I really have to think really hard to not screw things up. We have a new director. Her name is Marie Jamora, and she is all about business on the top, party on the bottom. From behind the reception desk, all I could see was a black and white plaid business jacket over a red shirt. I thought to myself, wow, she dresses up for work. But then she walked away to reveal her bottom half, ripped jeans and sneakers. And I thought, lady, this ain't some Zoom call where we can't see what you're wearing below the waist. This is the real world, and we can see all of you. Friday was even more casual, still a business blazer, but over a graphic t-shirt. I'm not being judgy here, just observing. On Friday, Central screwed up and changed my call time to 30 minutes later, but didn't bother to tell me that I wasn't going to be an administrator. I was going to stand in again. So I brought three full outfits and didn't need any of them. 
Lindsay and Wardrobe confirmed my revised role for the day. They cut it really close. My call time was 7.24, and the call sheet said I was expected on set by 7.36, a whole 12 minutes later. So if you know you're doing stand-in, you have to be on time, and you have to park right outside the studio, not where background parks. I was lit, of course, because I parked in the background lot. And JP, one of the van drivers, knew it, but I don't know how. He has made his van immeasurably more functional by removing the pesky seat that makes it hard to get in and out of it. He explained the whole process to me. He removes it and stores it in his garage for the whole season. None of the other drivers do that, so everyone wants to ride in JP's van. I also learned that EMG stands for electromyography. I have no idea what that is. And when they put you on your marks and tell you to look at the other stand-in actor, it doesn't mean that you have to make uninterrupted eye contact for 20 minutes. It just means your head has to be facing theirs so that it looks like you're looking at each other. I don't like staring contests. They're just weird. So I explained to Ahmed that I would look at him but not make eye contact indefinitely. He understood. Someone messed up and didn't call us in for a marking rehearsal yesterday, so we arrived with no idea what the blocking looked like. The purpose of the marking rehearsal is to get the blocking down. Then a person with tape puts it on the floor to designate the marks for each point the actors stand at in the scene. Stand-ins typically watch the rehearsal so that we understand who is moving where and when. Having not watched it, we arrived to find two sets of overlapping marks, which we didn't understand. So we incorrectly mixed the two and ended up facing each other three inches apart. Think of a Venn diagram. The left circle had one of his marks. The right circle had one of mine. The overlapping section had a mark for each of us, but they didn't go together. Mine went with his leftmost mark, and his went with my rightmost mark. So if you are not there to watch, it's very easy to not understand what the marks represent. I also learned that at some point, the marking guy returns and holds an X-Acto knife down on each mark and rips the tape up, leaving a tiny little triangle on the floor so that most of the mark is gone, but you can still see where it is based on the remaining triangle. I got another flat today, so it was a bit of a confusing morning. I called AAA thinking they could put the donut on, and then Monday I would deal with it. We are filming at the high, so I could drop it off and take Marta from the cater. But then I realized that my tire place actually is open on Saturdays. Luckily, it happened at the office. So I could drive it to my tire place, walk to the gym, and then walk home. From the center of Decatur, it's 1.9 miles. I have a busy week ahead of me before I head to Cape Cod for three days next Saturday. And we are honing in on the filming of The Devil Comes Dressed to Church 2 in Birmingham starting September 22nd in less than a month. I have signed up for film one at the Alliance Theater starting in mid-October. I miss these and I'm looking forward to getting back into training, even if it means taking days off from the resident and losing that income. It's Friday, September 2nd, 2022, about 9.30 p.m. PM, I'm in bed. SCU equals surgical care unit. I discovered a fifth type of CU this week. Let me retell the monitor story because I may have messed it up. There are 15 unique names on the right one. All but two are on the left monitor. All 15 on the left are on the right one. How could this be? There isn't room for 17 on the right. It's because the left had only 13 unique names and two duplicates. So all 13 were on the right plus two more. 
Three transpo guys were eating in our trailer one day this week. Anthony said it's because we broke for lunch early, but Catherine said this happened a few weeks ago in the red trailer and health and safety said they were not allowed to eat in our trailers. Plus these guys had no masks on whatsoever. They didn't have them pulled down to eat. They didn't have them anywhere. I later texted Anthony and asked him to look into this in more detail based on what had happened with the red trailer a few weeks back, as I assumed he was not aware. Then a few days later, Va gave me an update out of the blue and said she had told health and safety and thanked me for letting her know. We are not working on Labor Day, even though Central told me we were when I asked for the day off. I was a civvy at the high on Monday. You're a doctor in normal clothes with a lab coat. It was my first lab coat, but I wore brand new boots and although they weren't hurting my feet they were hot i made a divorce comment to l after she said well la di da about me living in east lake and marrying a sugar daddy or something like that i don't know exactly what i said but she immediately realized that someone else had married rich me and then taken advantage of the situation suddenly three people with an earshot all chimed in about their own divorces l megan and Lindsay. I had unwittingly created an instantaneous bond between the four of us, divorcees, all working together on the resident. Now I want to know all the gory details of their situations, but I'm just not the type to pry. Megan did ask me my name since we hadn't met before. She may be thinking the same things I am right now, and that is that divorced people share this impenetrable bond of having gone through what can be a truly horrible experience, but only if you let it be. I re-listened to episode one of this podcast recently where I talked about how I could live in a tiny house after spending two months in a hotel. Little did I know I'd be divorced two years later and considering downsizing so that I can pay cash for a smaller home in Atlanta and buy a second home in Provincetown, Mass, where I think I may retire in about 10 years. I'm going there tomorrow and have to get up at 5 a.m. The Devil movie has been pushed again for the third time. She hired someone new to play a lead role and he needs time to get up to speed. So we are now filming in October. She keeps telling us that we have to embody our characters to the point of being as recognizable as the Golden Girls. No one is going to stop me on the street and say, You're Gerald from The Devil Comes Dressed to Church too. I am waiting for Wardrobe to reach out so we can have a Zoom call about what Gerald should be wearing in his 10 scenes. I barely know this character, and if he doesn't want to wear my clothes, they'll have to give me some. My biggest aha after doing these weekly script reads is that even after two months, I'm not getting the full picture. Imagine that instead of going to a movie, you read the script. It's not the same. It's just words on paper. I don't really understand who many of the characters are or know what they're trying to accomplish. Now I know how limited an actor's input is to the final product, and how even they don't know what's going on until they see the finished product. Good night. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. During week eight on The Resident, we got a new director named Bill. He's a silver-haired Jewish man in a suit and very different from Marie in terms of how he dresses. He does not do business on the top and party on the bottom. It's just one or the other, 100%. He doesn't mix the two on the same day. During week nine, we were back at the high, filming a night scene until 10.30 p.m. Thank the Lord I live only six miles away. Manish was having some type of difficulty opening the door of the SUV. I distinctly heard the director say to him, I need you to unlock the door. I think he's pressing the fob too hard so that maybe it's immediately unlocking and then locking the door. 
The director、uh, was now wearing a dark T-shirt, jeans, and bright red sneakers. Elle and I had a discussion about it. Since I was out most of last week, I've only seen him twice—once in a suit and once in jeans. I assume the suit was for something special, but it's the opposite. Per Elle, he wears a suit every day except today, and she thinks he's in jeans because the red sneakers don't go with a suit. She said he wore white sneakers with his suits all last week. I haven't noticed that. And we were told Tuesday morning that two high-ranking people tested positive for COVID, so they are out. No matter how many precautions we're taking, people are still getting it. By the way, I got my third booster two days ago. Well, on Tuesday, an actor had a seizure for real. We heard Johnny running through holding, mentioning a medical emergency. Catherine confirmed this, but then ten minutes later, a bot came by to say he was doing better but needed air, and that in the scene he was pretending to have a seizure. So, when does an actor pretending to have a seizure actually have a seizure, and how would onlookers know the difference? That sounds dangerous. Then the real ambulance pulled up. To the fake emergency entrance used on the show, two of my friends were standing outside, dressed as a doctor and a patient, and realized how confusing this must look to the real paramedics. Heck, we have tons of paramedics on the show, but they're just acting, not really paramedicing. So the real paramedics were probably thinking, "I didn't know there was a hospital here, and why are you calling us if there are doctors here? There isn't, and there aren't. It's all fake. It's a set for a TV show." Then I volunteered to go to Crafty to find out if we were eligible for the snack sandwiches yet. Here's how it works: a mid-morning snack appears for the crew, and we can't have it until 90 minutes later. At lunch, we saw two people scouting locations, which we believe was code for looking for a place to smoke some weed. I had two days off this week, Wednesday and Thursday, and then I was back on Friday, standing in for a character named Leo. I literally just had to stand outside a hospital room and lean against a wall for six hours. Malcolm Jamal Warner said hello to me. He is directing this episode, his first. We started the day by giving him a big round of applause. I was standing on my mark and didn't realize his cup of coffee was on a table behind me. So he came in to get it and got into my space. So it was only polite for him to say, "Hey, how are you doing, man?" To which I replied, "Good, thanks." And you? That was it. Perhaps he recognizes me as a regular now and someone who has stood in before. I'm in like Flynn. I have finished nine weeks of this, just over two months, and I have three months to go. Thursday was a very late night, past midnight, and Friday was as well. I know because on the timestamp on my voucher and the fact that I was on the stand-in text chain that kept going past my bedtime. I made the mistake of getting a flu shot on Wednesday and my third COVID booster on Thursday, so on Friday I was not feeling well and very glad to get out of there just before 6 p.m. I just got back from a friend's birthday party for the three-year-old daughter and had the opportunity to talk about all of this acting stuff with several people, including Carmen, who lives in Durham, North Carolina, with her boyfriend David, who is curious about acting opportunities in Atlanta. I gave her my card and said he could reach out with any questions, as if I'm a pro at this. Finally, in TV land, I highly recommend Gaslit on Stars. They sucked me into subscribing for a year for only $19.99. Julia Roberts and Sean Penn are in this, and they are both wonderful. It's about the Watergate scandal that happened in the 1970s. It's very interesting to learn more about this in light of the similar things that are happening right now with our former president. That's it for now.
It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022. On Monday, I stood in for Irving again, one scene out of five. The second, so I got to go home early. I got to recite his single line during two second team rehearsals. Blah, 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 blah. On his wedding day, I don't believe it. Manish was directing the episode. Va calls him Little Rob. I was up by 2 p.m., which was good because I had two houses to show. I discovered a company called Everywhere Company that builds prefab A-frames. Now I am hell-bent on buying land on Cape Cod and building one. They estimate the cost can be as high as $300,000 to build, plus the land, of course. On Wednesday, the word for the day was apheresis. I saw it on a wall sign but had no idea what it meant, so I looked it up. It's the withdrawal of blood from a donor's body, removal of one or more blood components, such as plasma, platelets, or white blood cells, and transfusion of the remaining blood back into the donor. Got it? The show premiered Tuesday night. I appeared at least eight times. It's amazing to see the finished product because it's filmed in bits and pieces out of order. It takes about eight days to shoot one episode. You don't see the full script, so you hear just parts of the dialogue, but not enough to understand what's happening. And then it all comes together. It makes sense. And you're impressed. Except that you wish someone had told you that when... Cade was spying on her father, taking pills in his office. It wasn't a happy moment. So your fake happy-go-lucky banter with Catherine right behind Cade looked out of place. Wednesday, we celebrated the show's 100th episode. We had a two-hour lunch because Entertainment Tonight showed up to interview people. I was sitting alone outside in our trailer when I saw Facebook pictures of my background colleagues holding up cake. Damn it! Did I miss it? I went running in to get some, but then my phone rang and it was Anthony calling me to set. I arrived two hours later to find two pieces left. I ate one. Stella's bun was my learning topic on Thursday. It was perfect and I asked her how she made it. She admitted that it included fake hair. Miss Celine had one too. She's like the honey badger. She doesn't give a crap about anything. Stella was listening to my podcast episode run right in front of me. The pressure was on. She said she loves it because she laughs just talking to me and listening to me talk is similar. I later spotted a guy in a wolf meow trucker hat with a tackle box full of light bulbs. Lights out. He's got anything you need. I turned down the show Them Again. Season 2 is filming in Atlanta right now. I have not cheated on The Resident by taking other jobs since I started in July, but I did submit for A Man in Full next Tuesday because I have reason to believe I will be on call and the testing is on Sunday, which I can easily do. I had several real discussions about Metropolis with Francis Ford Coppola. Open call was Monday and callbacks were later this week. My friends Sean and Ruella were there and Sherry got a call for her stilt work. Had I known, I would have called out on the resident and attended this. They wanted a resume in advance and physical headshots when you arrived. I've never printed mine out, so I need to get on that. Sean highly recommended Dunwoody photo. Yesterday I had a very critical cross to do with Manish and Anusha at the top of a scene. He walks down a hall towards the camera and she joins him from the right as he passes through double doors. I was standing at a counter facing his direction but on the other side of where Anusha was. I had to cross between the camera and him as he walked in my direction without crashing into Anusha. After the first take, Johnny came over to say it was perfect. Just repeat that. How gratifying. My trick was to move when he reached the third tile. I'm taking Diesel up to Alpharetta for a whippet walk tomorrow morning. I've never been up there before and it's been ages since I've attended these since Sugar died last September.
Well, I totally blew that. I have been up to Alpharetta a million times. What I meant to say was I've never been to a Whippet walk in Alpharetta because most of the time they're down here in Atlanta at Piedmont Park. And the second mistake was Sugar didn't die in September. I checked my notes and it said September. I thought I just misread it. She died in December, about a week before Christmas in 2021. That's all for this episode. Tune in again for more of the Background Scoop, where I discuss background acting here in Atlanta. Hope you're learning and getting some BG roles of your own. Feel free to reach out with your questions, which I'll try to answer in a future episode, or tell me a story about your own experience, and I may choose to interview you. See the episode notes for how to reach out. And if you like what you've heard, please rate the podcast. Thanks for listening.